It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Crunch time, thanks to Red Rooster's new crunchy fried chicken available at selected restaurants oh, and oh yeah, that? and the all-new oh. seven-seat Isuzu MUX, exhilarating, exceptional, extraordinary search, all-new MUX. Exhilarating is one of your words in, mm. the, in its budget. Have you, you seen like that, that one? car? That is an exhilarating car. Oh, it's an exhilarating <laughs> car, all right. Now, Michelle Bishop, uh, she has just texted us in this. Five new cases in Queensland mm. now. If Brisbane is locked down during grand final week, NRL have a contingency for the grand final to be shifted to Townsville. Uh, there you go there. So that is the case. Uh, we've got Barry Tui joining us very, very shortly as well to give us an update as far as Newcastle is concerned. Rooster Man sent through a WBW. He says, Jonker, Flemington race seven, number two into the Roosters head-to-head. Uh, a lobster tonight, says the Rooster Man. Uh, there you go. Keep the text messages coming through. By the way, I've been to my man, uh, the Irish man, and he is declaring big parade. Do as you please, he says. Uh, so all care, no responsibility, but I've just backed uh, big parade at uh, Kembla. Kembla. So we're looking forward to that as well. In the meantime, uh, let's go to our man, Barry Tui. He is the man. If you want to know anything about Newcastle, he's all over it. Has been for a long, long time. And I'm pleased to say from the Newcastle Herald, Barry Tui joins us now. G'day, Baz. Hey, boys. How are you, Joel? How are you, Barry? This is a big game. In fact, before we get onto this game, I'd love you to take us back to memories of 2001, where it was the first <laughs> night grand final where many, many people forget it because they stuck to their plan of daytime barbecues. And by the time the game came around, there was subtitles required for, to understand most people watching the game. But what's your memories of 2001 when the, the Parramatta Eels took on the Knights? Well, I know, Joel, that I was the only one. I think I was the only tipster in Sydney that... Um working for the telly at the time, the only tipster that took Newcastle, probably from the heart rather than the head at yeah. the time. But um, And it's strange because you look back now and you look at the two teams and you think, well, how were Newcastle such yeah. a big underdog? But obviously the Eels had such a great year and I think they only got beat three or four times and scored all those points. And Newcastle, well, they've got seven or eight internationals, but they weren't internationals at the time. So, oh, look, it was a just an unbelievable day, an unbelievable night. Um, and to come, you know, three or four years after they won, the Knights won their first premiership, which was enormous as well back in 97. Um, yeah, incredible, incredible times, incredible for the city because, um, you know, the, the city just got right behind the footy team and, and for them to bring another trophy home that night um, was fantastic. Barry, it's Timmy Mane, mate. Um, we were talking before about, you know, finals experience and, and some of the special memories. Uh, obviously, you know, you, you covered the 2001 grand final, but is, out of that in 97, which one stands out to you as the most memorable? Oh, Timmy, look, probably 97, uh, given it was the first. And, you know, I still still remember the scenes of, of the, the the team getting on the bus in Newcastle and 
and driving to Sydney the, the day before or the afternoon before to prepare for the game. And, and basically the, the roads out of Newcastle were chock-a-block full of people on the streets um, seeing the, the team off. It was just it was just a ridiculous um, scene, to be honest. Um, and look, the same similar sort of feeling in, in 2000, 2001, but um, just probably because it was the first one against Manly. I mean, no one gave the Knights a chance against Manly that day. Either. I think Manly, as Spud had known, Manly had beaten the Knights, I think, 11 times straight before then. Um, so maybe the first one, but probably because it was the first one, um, it was probably a little bit more special. Yeah, you can leave now, Barry. Thanks very much. I've got tears <laughs> in my eyes, mate. 1997. But I think um, that wind, um, it sort of put Newcastle on the map. Do you feel that when you when you're writing about it after that game? Oh yes, but I think well, I think Newcastle was on the map that year because of the obviously because of the Super League, and they had a team. The Mariners were were up here in Newcastle that year as well, and and uh, from an ARL point of view, I think having Newcastle in the grand final, um, well, it was it's one of the memorable grand finals. Obviously, it's my favourite grand final. It's probably not yours, Bud, but I've never watched um, it. You know, <laughs> haven't you? No, yeah. I never watched Man, it. But I can still. I can still remember the look look on your just watching mm. the look on your face as uh, Darren Albert went through that hole. Yeah, um, you you weren't too far away from it. No, um, I just I just got close yeah. enough to know it was a size nine boot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was incredible just the way that it unfolded and, yeah. and and the way the game panned out. And from the league's point of view at the time, it was um, it was a fairy tale and it was a fairy tale end probably to a fairy tale season for the ARL. Hey, Baz, on to uh, the Sunday game, which is absolutely massive. The loser's gone. Adam, Adam O'Brien and, uh, of course, uh, Brad Arthur have a, a long history. Great mates going back many, many years. The loser of this, though, do you, do you feel like the loser of this is under significant pressure? As in the coach? Yes. Oh, well, not so much Adam O'Brien. And I don't think Brad Arthur should be under, under a lot of pressure either. I mean, Joel, probably a month ago, I guess, Everyone was talking about it. Brad Arthur was going to get sacked. Yeah. And um, two weeks ago, they knocked over Melbourne, um, which and put themselves right back in the picture. Look, I know he's, I know his um, finals record's not very good, uh, winning games in the finals, and and there's so much expectation around Parramatta, as Timmy would know. That yeah. you know, it's, it makes it makes it very difficult. But um, look, Brad, um, as far as Adam O'Brien's concerned, he's he's not under any pressure at all, really. I mean. Uh, he's he's been here for this is his second year. They made the finals both years. The first time in 18 years the Knights have made consecutive finals. Yeah. Oh wow. So um, he, he's done pretty well um, so far. He's got to get some improvement out of them though in the next year or two. He's probably got to find a little bit of improvement this week in their attack if there to be a chance uh, tomorrow. But um, yeah, I think uh, I think the coaches are, are pretty safe. I would have thought. Well, Timmy, uh, you know the guy who's going to potentially help them improve next year. Hayden Knowles. Oh, is he going to Newcastle? He's going to Newcastle, Baz, isn't that right? Well, he is, mate, yeah. Oh, he is coming nice. to Newcastle. Mate, he's, you're getting a champion in him with so much experience and just boys warm to him so quickly. He's, yeah. you know, he's got one of those characters that people love. Just going back to what you said, though, I agree with you. I think Adam O'Brien, he's done a great job to get the team where they are. Um, and, you know, to be honest, if they, if they get a win this week, that that's considered a success for them. You know, and if they lose... They still made the finals. But on the flip side, I think... Well, I personally think Paris going to win this. I think they're going to win it well. But mm. if they don't, there's... Listen, I know Brad won two weeks ago, but at the end of the day, 
all the pressure that's been talked about this year is, yep. is about their ability to perform in finals. And I think to be a top four side all year and then, you know, to finish sixth, fair enough. It's a, It's been a tight comp. But to not win that first game against Newcastle yeah. against seventh, that, that'd be inexcusable for mine. I think, I think they have to win this game. And I think they will. Yeah. What do you think, Barry? What's your gut feel? I know you're aligned up, up there with Newcastle, but what is your absolute gut feel? What are you hearing about the Knights? Are they, you know, what's the latest on Safidi, Clemmer? How are they all placed for this one? Yeah, well, the captain's run went okay today. I'm I'm told that Newcastle will, will be 1-17. to 17. Yep. So that's a, a positive because um, obviously Dan Safidi's coming back from that uh, torn medial and this is, what, three and a half weeks or before weeks ago that it happened. So he's, he's healed pretty quick. Um, hopefully he'll be 100%, but I don't know that he's been running for, for all that long. So how long he plays will be interesting. And and um, Clamour, well, he's got that rib cartilage uh, that he's going to have to have needled uh, tomorrow. So hopefully they get the needle in the right spot for, for starters. Yeah. Um, and and look, the, the battle of the forwards, and that's where it's going to come down. You know, Parramatta got a great forward pack. They can't find a hole for Madison in there in their forward pack. So that's an indication of how strong they are and, and everyone's, everyone's fit. I think from the Eels' point of view and had the week, weekend off last week, so they'll be fresh and they'll come out at 100 mile an hour and they'll try and pour up the middle. And Newcastle have got to come out with the same sort of intent, defensive intent, and, and uh, take them on and, and hold them. And if they do that, um, you know, the likes of Ponga and, and Pierce and, and Bradman Best, um, if they can get their attack going a little bit, um, I think Newcastle's got a bit more attack in them, to be honest, um, if they can hold their own in the forwards. But that's a big question, Mark. I'm not uh, 100% sure that, um, you know, the Knights forward pack, if unless they're completely 100% fit, uh, they'll be able to hold the Parramatta pack, and that's where it might come down to whether they win or lose. Yeah, they, they on paper, they look like got a heap of points, Knights, but it has been a little bit of a problem. Now, Barry, good piece during the week on Connor Watson, and he's very, very keen to finish his time at the Newcastle Knights on a high, he's off to join Robbo at the Roosters. Now, what do we expect from Mitchell Pearce? Like, how, if you had to say out of 100 that Mitchell Pearce will be there round one next year, what would be your guess? Uh, I'd say 99% sure. I mean, oh. you never know in, in rugby league, mate, what can happen. Yeah. Um, but the Knights have got no intentions of releasing Mitchell Pearce at this stage. And, and basically, they've said that they would only consider releasing him um obviously if he signs after november one if he signs somewhere else for a longer period of time then then there might be some pressure on but the knights have said that they won't release him unless they they've got someone of equal value from somewhere else and i'm not sure that there's anyone of equal value to mitchell pierce on the market so why would newcastle let him go Mm. um to strengthen somebody else and weaken themselves so i i think mitchell pierce will be in newcastle next year and and there's no guarantee that he won't be a little bit longer than that as well. I mean, they've only signed him for the one year, Joel. But mm. um, and I guess the, the problem for Junior is that he's he's 34 in in 2023. It'll be 17th season in the NRL, and and there's there are probably concerns around whether his form will be waning or whether he's injury uh, prone by then. Uh, he's only played this only played 11 games this year, so. There's a bit of concern in and around the longevity of Mitchell Pearce, which is why they've only signed him for the one year. But without him, yep. um, at the moment, the Knights, um, you know, they've, they've won what they've won eight of the eleven that he's played this year. So there's an indication of how important he is to the team and how important he is to the club. And 
And look, he's got to lead the way. He's got to, in my opinion, he's got to nearly be the man of the match for the Knights to win tomorrow. Yeah, Barry, I'm, I'm right with you. I think um, not only is he a important player, he's the most important player in that team. I think even more than Ponga in the fact that when PC controls the game, yeah. everyone around him looks better. And yep. you, know, you talk about the ability for them to replace him. Unfortunately, I think the competition's at a space now where there are some superstars in the game, but a player like PC or Adam Reynolds or, or a game-controlling half, uh, they're, they're very rare. Um, so I think um, you know, if they have him next year, they'd be silly not to, to use him because I think he's an important player. And he makes everyone else like your, your Pongas and your Badman best look so much better. I get the whole longevity thing. He's you know, obviously getting older and it is a young man's game. But if there isn't an obvious choice to replace him, I think you're best off having him. Yeah, Barry, yeah, I reckon totally you, agree, guys have, totally agree. you guys have missed uh, Sire Fleety up front. Um, I know it's been the last three weeks, but three weeks from immediately, he's, um, geez, he's got good recovery, this kid. But I tell you, I love his go forward, and they need him at his best. Uh, I, I believe that. I think Clemmer off the bench, he's a tough bloke. He can take a needle. He'd be, he'd be right for that. But his impact off the bench, those two have to be uh, laying a great platform for, for your outside backs. Yeah, totally agree, Spud. The, the two Safidis, I think um, Jacob Safidis had a great year as well, but Daniel's been the been the one, and he's regarded as the the alpha male in the team. He's the he's the head honcho, and the fact that he hasn't been there for the last three weeks um, uh, has, has been a dampener for him. And and you just hope that uh, well, you hope he hasn't come back too early for a start, but you also hope that he's um, got some decent minutes in him um, after coming back from that injury, but. Certainly uh, regarded as a real leader in the club now. And as I say, with him and his brother in the front row, you, you know, the, the Knights have got a decent pack as well. Don't worry about that. That's where their strength is, the Knights. Apart from, you talk about Ponger and Best and Pierce, their, their strength is their forward pack. So I'm expecting it to be a really, really strong, oh, well, a really great forward tussle tomorrow, that's for sure. Hey, Barry, Anthony Seabold, he's dropped a bombshell in many ways. He's off to rugby with Eddie Jones. I think he's the defensive coach there. Has he come up with a... A backup plan or a cover for Anthony Seabold into next year, or is he still looking for that, Adam? Yeah, still looking, Joel. I mean, the, privately, the club's probably known that Anthony Seabold wouldn't be here next year. He was only contracted till the end of October, so and his contract probably wasn't going to be renewed, whether he went to England or where where he went. But yeah. and that's not to suggest that he hasn't done a great job. He he basically came in as a as an advisor to Adam O'Brien at the start of the year. Um, about ten weeks ago, um, O'Brien asked him would he would he take a more hands-on role with the defence, which he, he he agreed to, and and their defence since then has I think it's improved seven six or seven points a game since then. Um, so he's done a good job, um, but um, as far as the replacement goes, well, I, I think there's there's you know there's the usual suspects yeah. that everyone's talking about as far as assistant coaches go. It's, it's something that they'll They've been talking about, but not something they've been actively pursuing, I don't think, while they've been trying to make the finals, first of all, and now trying to uh, keep the, keep themselves alive in the playoffs. Just before you go, Barry, uh, next year, with relation to next year, uh, have they got any sort of gaps to fill? Is there a certain position they're still chasing, or are they pretty set for now? Yeah, they've got a couple of spots, Joel. That's all they've got left. I know yep. they're chasing a back rower. Um, that's their target, a back rower now. They've... They've signed um, Dane Gagai, obviously, and, and they've got Adam Clune as a backup for Mitchell Pearce coming from the Dragons. Um, signed a couple of younger blokes, but uh, I think the, the spot now that they're looking to fill is, um, is, is that back row spot. Um, 
and and possibly an outside back um, if they can if they can find one. The interesting news is that um, Edric Lee, who hasn't played all year and has been a big loss yeah. for Newcastle, he's actually had had his surgery. He had it oh, probably five or six weeks ago now. Uh, finally on his uh, on his foot, and he's uh, they're pretty happy with the progress that he's making so far. So um, it may be an opportunity for him to earn a new contract as well. Um, for next year, that's a possibility at this stage if, if, if that surgery's been successful. So we have to wait and see there. Yeah, Baz, on that back row spot, is Tarek Sims yeah. getting speaking, spoken about at all? Yeah, I don't know whether they have the money for Tarek, to be honest. And obviously, Tarek was here um, at one stage um, and, and before he went to St George. So uh, I don't think it's been spoken about, Tim. I'm not, not 100% sure, but I, I doubt they've got enough cap space for someone like Tarek Sims, to be honest. I think yep. they're looking more at a, maybe a young up-and-comer. Yep. Uh, excellent. Hey, Barry, uh, very thorough as per usual, mate. We appreciate your time and good luck for the Knights on Sunday. Thanks, guys. Cheers, there Barry. he is, uh, Barry Tui from the Newcastle Herald. Uh, always open and honest, and, and we do appreciate that from Barry. Uh, he has been in the game a long time. A professional is Barry Tui. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the way to have your say. Spud Carroll in the chair, Timmy Manor in the chair. I'm Joel Kane. a break, and back with more. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91